Hello, friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it's a treat to have you with me again this week. Thank you so much to all of our regular listeners, and welcome to our new listeners as well. What a delight to have you. If you want to know more about me, you can go to LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E. B is in boy, A-N-E.com, and you can learn more about me there. This is episode 138 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while we are living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges we face in life. And uh, it's a, just an honor to have you with me today. Uh, today, I want to talk about the idea of leadership obviously that's the thrust of (laughs) the thrust of our of our time together I think what I feel though today is um, a very personal tone to the idea of our thoughts today around leadership I'm reflecting back over the last week and I had a wonderful conversation with my son this morning who is a captain uh, for a company, he's a flight paramedic, and he's a captain, and he's got teams that he's leading. And he called and just was sort of venting some of the frustrations of that. This weekend, I was able to spend some time with one of my heroes. Uh, she is a missionary doing amazing work around the world, primarily in the Middle East, some in North Africa, with refugees, Walk with me.global is her website would certainly encourage you to check it out it was an amazing conversation to listen to her about leadership and creating volunteers and finding resources and (laughs) being in over your head when it comes to leadership but there's this call and this need to lead and to add value to the lives of other people and in her case unbelievable need And the ability to add value to other people is not theoretical. It's as simple as providing a meal, holding babies, bringing medical attention and care. So these are the things that have really shaped some of the thoughts that I want to share with you today on the subject of leadership because they come from a very personal and heartfelt place. You know, I had a conversation this morning uh, as well with um, some of the teammates that I serve with, and it was an awesome conversation, about 90 minutes. We were able to do conversation around some difficult issues, and we were able to be very open and very honest with each other about the challenges that we're facing and unsure about how one another was experiencing us. And so I, uh, I just found that conversation to be so enlightening. It was a cultural, uh, it was a moment of cultural ecstasy because it was putting into practice so many of the values that I believe are important for a healthy culture, for a reproductive culture, and for healthy leadership. What I want to do today in the light of these things that I've just shared with you, my missionary friend, the conversation I had today, listening to my son talk about leadership, 
and what I've experienced over the last many days. I want to share with you maybe four ideas uh, that aren't new, but I want to underscore the role of leadership and why it's really important and, and just provide for you some thoughts, if you will, about your own idea of leadership. And hopefully these thoughts can take on some application and can find some incarnation in your own life, your family, your ministry, your small group, your leadership team, whatever it may be. Thought number one is that leadership is investment in people. There simply is no way around this. Leadership is investment in people. What I realized in the organization that I lead, I can come up with the wittiest mission statement. I can come up with the trendiest and the most objective core values. I I, I can allocate resources and budgets and branding and social media. And all of that has a role and it is important. But in the end, the legacy that really matters is people. It's the people closest to you, your family. And so your family can't be sacrificed on the altar of leadership because that's the ultimate place of legacy. How are your children or your friends, your family, your spouse, siblings, et cetera, et cetera, carrying forward your involvement? You have fundamentally shaped the very character, the very essence of who they are. A lot of people in our lives, if we're honest, in our leadership are going to come and they're going to go. Employees are going to come. Employees are going to go. Church members are going to come. Church members are going to go. And if we're lucky, we've had maybe just a brief moment in their life to have just a snapshot of influence in their lives. But there are some that are going to be in your lives for a long time. Leadership is investment in people. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of heart. It's an investment of listening. It's an investment of your faith and your belief in them. It's an investment in humility. It is an investment in growth and in development. It is an investment that endures, that sustains, that keeps coming back to the table every time failure happens. Every time there's a letdown, investment in people keeps coming back to the table. It won't let up. Now, we manage that tension with wisdom, and we manage that tension with accountability. I'm not suggesting that you keep coming to the table to people who don't want to change, who don't want to grow, who don't want your leadership. But those few people in your life that keep responding to your voice, I want you to hear from this guy today that leadership is investment in people. And so ask yourself, how am I investing in people? At what depth am I investing in other people? You know, I there's a young man in our church. He's really fantastic, and he's you know relatively new to faith at some level. Uh, has a, some challenges in his life, and he's just so talented. And I just I really love this young guy. He's fantastic. He's talented. He's smart. He's compassionate. He's 
fiercely loyal, which I love that about him. He's a protector. I notice when he talks about his friendships, he's such a protector. He wants his friends, he wants to help protect his friends, you know, from, from pain and from uh, struggles and trials. And today we had an amazing chat. It was a digital chat. We had an amazing chat today about the struggles he's facing and how is he seeking help and who who is his inner circle and it's that kind of stuff that I'm talking about when you invest in other people. Secondly, leadership. Second thought, leadership is priority management. It's helping people, it's investment in people. It's also priority management because uh, delegation without development is a disaster. Delegation without definition is a disaster. When you delegate but you don't develop, then people start to feel like they're being used for your vision, for your dream. And my my belief and my experience is that's not really healthy leadership. We become a Pharaoh, if you will, in the Bible, that we're using other people like slaves to build our pyramids. Beloved, I believe that great leadership, friends, I believe that great leadership is actually helping people succeed in their callings and in their pursuits and in, and in their desires, assuming all of that is healthy and rooted in healthy values, not greed, not selfishness, not uh, control or manipulation or deceit or selfishness. So you're helping people develop into callings and desires and dreams. And in an ideal world, those callings, desires, dreams, passions, etc., are in alignment with and complementary to corporate purpose and dreams and visions and values. And those two things working together is quite synergistic and it's quite exponential in its power and in its collaboration. What people need from us is to maintain priorities. Leader, what's the most important thing we should be working on right now? And so you have an unbelievable opportunity to help people understand these are the priorities This is why these are the priorities, and you help your people have all the resources they need, the network they need, the um, framework they need, the understanding they need, the support they need, the encouragement they need to be fruitful and successful in priority management. And as people engage the priorities that we have established as a leader or as a team of leaders, then along the way of fulfilling and accomplishing those priorities, we are developing people because leadership is investment in people. It's development. And so we're fulfilling priorities and we are developing people. My third thought for us today is that leadership is love for the long haul. Leadership is love for the long haul. Now, I want to be honest and and just admit that, that, that my leadership area and the field of my leadership is a church world. It's church leadership. I lead a local church in my community. And so the idea of love is like, yeah, man, Jesus is love, the Bible love, love each other, love one another, love your enemies, forgive each other. There's kind of this idea that I think love is sort of more natural to my environment. But when I think about my friends who are own small businesses and they're engineers and they're certified accountants and they're they're nurses and they're all of these other industries stay home moms and husbands and wives or parents how much does love permeate that environment 
I think another question I would ask is, how much room is there for love in an environment like that? And what is appropriate love that doesn't violate someone's space and doesn't become unhealthy? So I, I recognize that, that this idea of love has got to be really thought out and think about how you love other people. But leadership is love for the long haul. It's got to be patient because leaders want things done and usually done quickly. And we want immediate progress and immediate fruitfulness, if you will, and breakthrough and increase sales and all that stuff and, and get the project done quickly and get it done under budget and get it done on time, increase the sales, meet the clients, make the calls, reply to the email, send the text, post the stuff on social media, all of these things, priorities, development. But you got to be patient for the long haul. Leadership is love for the long haul. And as leaders, we need to be evaluating what love messages am I sending? And am I sending the kind of love messages that inspire the team to, to work hard, to give themselves? They know that people are investing in them. They're not just helping another person's dream come true, but also they're feeling like someone's investing in their dreams and passions coming true. And so leadership for the love, leadership for the long haul is so important. You know, loving for the long haul, that's, that's what I was thinking about today and some of the conversations I've had. I just, you know, in the beginning of this podcast talked about with you, it, the, love was sort of at the core of all of that. Trust was at the core of all of that. And I was thinking, do those that we lead know that we love them? Do they know that we care about them? Uh, how quick are we to solve problems for them versus solving problems with them? And the idea of with them creates empowerment and an opportunity for confidence and an exploration into wisdom and a discovery of new knowledge and new ideas and new resources. Leadership is love for the long haul. The forethought that came to my mind as I meditated on these ideas is that leadership is a commitment to believe for the best when it's at its worst while developing people along the way. I talked with someone this weekend, emotional, difficult, uh, facing some big challenges in life. It wasn't long when they said, Lance, I'd like to talk to you, that the tears welled up in their eyes. Big tears. Rolling down their cheeks as they just began to share with me the challenges that they're facing in life. As they spoke, I recognized that this person doesn't have a hopeful vision for their future because their lenses are too fractured by the pain of the past. When I talked about the need for trust and hope and joy, you could feel in this conversation that these are just philosophical ideas always beyond the outstretched arm of my reality. I didn't want this individual to feel disillusioned or to feel like they're being sold a bill of goods that's really nothing but hot air. 
Hope has to have substance. Love has to have substance. A better picture of the life that I believe God wants for me, that I want for myself and I want for my family, has to have substance. It was kind of obvious to me that this person was struggling to get to that place of belief, to that place of trust. And they had a lot of they had a lot of valid reasons on why they felt that way. And I wasn't as a as a friend and as a leader, I wasn't judging whether they should feel that way or not. What I said to them was, I see that you can have a better future. Do you trust what I see, even if you can't see it for yourself? And again, with a big salty tear rolling down their cheek, they said, I do. I do trust that you see something that I can't see. The second question I asked them was, are you willing to let us hold your hand and lead you into a future that you can't yet see? And they said, yes, I am willing to trust you. I commend this person because I connected with a counselor friend of mine. And I said, hey, do you have any openings? This person I, I talked to this weekend and they need some help more than I can offer. And then I, the person who needed help, I said, hey, I'm going to reach out to my friend who's a counselor. Here's their number. Would you call them? They made a connection today. <laughs> I commend my friend for taking that amazing step, the vulnerable step. And that is an essence of what I mean. Leadership is a commitment to believe for the best even when things are at their worst and developing people along the way. Leadership is not giving a hand out. It's helping people with a hand up. It's believing that people want to walk even when they can't. And it's offering them a hand up and saying, I'm going to walk with you until you can walk it on your own. Leadership, friends, it's so powerful. It's rooted in love. It's based in friendship. It's it's. It's anchored in this idea that God wants things to be better. Leadership can't remove suffering, but leadership can offer the kind of environment in which we walk through suffering in a way that suffering doesn't paralyze us and unnecessarily wound us, but suffering actually is the breeding ground at which we develop vision-based perseverance vision-based character, and a vision-based hope. We don't want to use people to build our thing. As leaders, we want to take whatever wisdom, calling, whatever it is we've got, and we want to invest in other people so that they can achieve the kind of life that they dream about and that God in the man Christ Jesus died to give them. What an opportunity you and I have as leaders. I encourage you today, friends, go be a healthy leader. Go be a hopeful leader. Go be a helpful leader. I'll talk to you again next week.